Hello, and welcome to the podcast Used Up Pens, an interview series about the Landreth family's journey with a son and brother diagnosed with level 3 autism, Trent Landreth. On today's episode, Tristan interviews one of Trent's first teachers, Stephanie Taylor. Stephanie was an important part of Trent's education and early life. Luckily for us, she has happily agreed to come on to Used Up Pens to share some memories of Trent. Please enjoy this interview with Stephanie. Here's your host, Tristan Moore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Used Up Pens podcast. I'm your host, Tristan. And today we have a guest. Um, we have Stephanie Taylor here. And oh. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Hello. Stephanie Taylor here and my dad, of course, Corey <laughs> Landreth. Um, so Stephanie has worked with Trent um, at HeartSpring. So um, for those of you who are just listening this is your first episode dad can you tell us a little bit about HeartSpring or how trent ended up there from my my perspective yeah uh <laughs> so heart heart spring first of all is a is a, a international school for kids with behavioral and communication uh challenges and i i don't know what the statistics are i used to serve on the um site council but um that a, a lot of the students are uh, on the spectrum, autism uh, spectrum, uh, and then they have some other other things. But typically, there's a there's a behavioral and a communication component to to what's going on. So Trent um, started there. Uh, I don't even remember when he was eleven. Eleven. So I think maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm terrible with ages and grades and all that kind of stuff. Andrea would just be like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but anyway, he, Trent, Eight, I, I, I remember the, uh, I, I was driving home from Trent's sixth classroom, sixth school in five years. I had, I had dropped him off or something. I was driving back home. I called the superintendent of the special education co-op in our county and um and and we talked to him several times andrea worked for the uh for the co-op and so you know we we knew him we'd had meetings with him before and uh so i just called him and i said uh it's time for heart spring and you know heart springs a private school so it costs money <laughs> and so he was not super excited initially mm -hmm. to do that and he was like, well, you know, I think we can do this and this and this. And I remember telling him on the phone, uh, Trent has been in six schools in five years. And I remember it was like just dead silence for a few seconds. And he said, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. And that was it. <laughs> uh, and so we went, we went back, we toured HeartSpring, we had the conversations and, and started the, started the process, uh, that was when I, the the school he was attending at the time was uh, it was it was actually I think at the middle school, and he was would have still been in like fifth or sixth grade, so he he was young, he was too young, but uh, appropriate like because of his aggression and things, they they needed to move him up, and I actually worked as a para 
in his, I saw like in his classroom, but he was not in a classroom. He was in a room by himself all day long. Uh, they brought him out to, I think, like kind of interact or have social whatever with other students when it was like indoor recess time. But I typically ended up just pulling him around the school on one of those scooter board things. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that, that was his life. He went in. Um, nobody could, could handle him. None of the staff really wanted to work with him because they were because he's a, he was very strong. Well, and they're not <laughs> trained to, and yeah, not trained like for that. that aggressiveness. So, so we went through the process, and 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 we got Trent um, in, enrolled at Heart Spring. And I I remember Andrea and I had just lots of uh, conversation on the way home from that first day. Um, we took Trent in, and the staff in his classroom just immediately attended to him, and every little thing that all the other classrooms he'd been in before like sent the staff into just like a tizzy like they didn't know what to do and they were freaking out the heart spring staff just immediately handled mm -hmm. and nobody looked at us nobody waited for us to get involved or to step up or whatever they just mm -hmm. handled it um and it was just it was like wow this is we didn't know this was possible yeah uh so it was huge huge benefit um and and blessing to us and so we've been uh it trend attended heart spring for eight years um and uh we've we've been involved in lots of different ways since whenever he started yeah so stephanie worked in the classroom with him in the beginning yes mm -hmm. i was as i was actually the lead para okay in that classroom mm -hmm. and when trent first started when everybody first started talking about Trent coming in, <clears throat> we didn't have a teacher in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing a lot of his transitioning in and yeah. mm -hmm. everything and hearing that uh, <laughs> Trent, Trent's father was his para because they couldn't find anybody yeah. else to, to work with him and stuff mm -hmm. and thinking, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> but then thinking, okay, well, Lots of opportunities for growth. Yeah. <laughs> you can only go up from. Yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And just thinking, okay. And then finding out you guys were from El Dorado. Mm -hmm. um, Which is important because Stephanie's from El Dorado, too. I also live in El Dorado. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, just, I don't know. Trent and I bonded fairly quickly. Yeah. And, um, and then you left him. I'm, sorry, I'm getting ahead. <laughs> so I was thinking, if he started in 2008, mm -hmm. I started at HeartSpring in 2007, mm -hmm. and then I switched over to the school after four years. So I would have been oh. with him for the first three years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, so. that's not bad. That's <laughs> not bad. And then I still went and saw him every day. Oh, <laughs> I did not desert him. <laughs> Okay, so what did your role look like in the classroom with Trent or the other kids? So as the lead para, um, I was responsible for deciding on who did like the staffing, like who staffed with who, mm. what was the safest, um, you know, matches, matchups and, yeah. mm. and um, helping decide what programming would be like 
a teacher would obviously decide, okay, this is what their academic goals are and stuff like that. Yeah. But how can we match those ac- academic goals with what behavioral issues or communication mm-hmm. issues or whatever that the kiddos had? Yeah. And so, um, you know, just trying to figure out the give and take of mm-hmm. that was, you know, kind of, I feel like my biggest role. Mm. And obviously the staffing part of it was the, yeah. the most difficult part because you know how do you staff in a room where every child is high need yeah <laughs> like yeah. and not and not just high need for a regular ed classroom or a special ed classroom but high need for the highest need high need for heart spring yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. when Trent came in we were in a yeah. when Trent came in we were in a i would say one of if not the toughest mm. room i uh, oh yeah we had um yeah. sometimes people think uh kiddos with like lower functioning um abilities are maybe a little more difficult to mm. handle or whatever but you know with some of those um, like more verbal or mm. have the ability to communicate a little bit more um and kind of state their ways yeah that was kind of the group Trent was in because his academic level was higher than right. you know his behavioral level mm-hmm. was and so we would be in and you know and and that was a little difficult but he thrived quickly yeah i feel like trent had a really quick change mm-hmm. it, it it might not have seemed like it to you guys <laughs> but for us it seemed like you know after that first year once he finally settled down into the routine of coming to heart spring right. and expectations mm-hmm. and you know you can be upset you can not want to do you can do these things mm-hmm. but we're still going to figure this out yeah and and you're not going to drive us away yeah so mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. kind of retreat back into that mm-hmm. yeah you know kind of safe space yeah mm-hmm. and you know Trent along with all the other students are really good about finding their comfort zone and their space yeah. and, and and some of the behaviors come from trying to push them past that mm. like this mm-hmm. is the easy yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah it's never easy but for them that's like okay I, I can draw yeah I can Stephanie give me my phone book and uh-huh. we can draw mm-hmm. and you know and then that's I'm comfortable there right but I might not be comfortable going to PE or I might not mm-hmm. be comfortable <laughs> you know mm-hmm. he always liked music yeah. 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 He always liked the music part, oh. but an art. Yeah. Music yeah. and art. You know, yeah. you could get him to do that all day long. <laughs> oh, that made me think of something. We used to <laughs> our art lady, Miss Ruthie. <laughs> I loved her, but she at Halloween they had um she always bring in all of these like costumes and they were mm-hmm. like all just different kinds of things. And uh and I just remember Trent with <laughs> trying to get him into him, but then once he started getting into it, like you know, like masses, <laughs> he would just. Be like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was just one of those memories that just came flooding back yeah. to me. Aww. I think I have a picture somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the so things funny. we noticed uh, was that um, just the the consistency that Heartspring had. So one of the things that Trent did i mean he could be aggressive towards other people but he was at at least 
as aggressive and maybe more aggressive to just toward himself more yeah. and uh yeah. much more and so w what we noticed was a lot of times when he would when he would go into the the sib the self-injurious behavior in his other classrooms like people didn't want to <laughs> the the staff didn't want to get involved, you know, it, yeah, yeah. because they, they like, we're going to get hurt. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and so, and they just didn't like, almost like just didn't know what to do at, at heart spring. We noticed like we, cause I, I dropped him off every day. I picked him up every day. I hung around here and there. Uh, and, and so the, the very first moment of a sign that Trent was going to go into a, a self-injurious behavior staff was on him and and the just the consistency of that over time it's like you know it, he had to learn that i that this i'm not going to be able to do this and if right. I, I i'm going to try to do this and i'm going to get stopped and then it's going to be a big fight because every time it oh yeah at least the beginning for sure yeah every time you tried to stop him you you all were in for a fight so <laughs> we, we knew uh, what was coming <laughs> Um, but that consistency o over time, he he learned this is not going to get me anywhere, and I'm not going to enjoy this, and and we saw that begin to decrease. Yeah, um, I think that goes along with the, like, just the self-injurious behaviors. So many times are behaviors to drive people away. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to hurt myself because then people will back away mm. <clears throat> and leave me alone. Mm. And um, just like you said, you know, people are afraid to intervene. People mm -hmm. don't know what to do. People are like, well, is that just how they are? Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. But <clears throat> um, and knowing that the fight is coming, mm -hmm. you know, when you stop that, because there's a part of that. There's an element to the self-injurious behavior. And I am not a psychologist nor a psychiatrist or anything, <laughs> but uh, there's but you play one on TV. <clears throat> but I, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Okay, <laughs> um, they, uh, you know, there's a part of it that's almost soothing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they and get that relief from yeah. It too. It's almost yeah. like this uh, adrenaline rush and right. this mm -hmm. kind of like high almost mm -hmm. that you get. And um, so when you go to stop that, it's like whoa. Yeah. You're not you're, getting you're, that. You're taking hit. that yeah. away from me. Mm -hmm. And I'm upset and and I want to do this so that I can go yeah. through this kind of, you know, mm -hmm. and you're going to stop that. Yeah. And that makes me angry because I don't want you to. Stop right. Yeah. What I want you to do <laughs> is leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. I want us to hit myself and then I want you to leave me alone. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to do this. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and then we say, hmm. no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. no. That made me think of like we have known people who who would be considered neurotypical people who we can do really terrible things to ourselves we, we've known people who have cut who who like just the uh, what do you call them adrenaline junkies that thrive on that near death kind mm -hmm. of thing and and so you you transfer that to somebody like Trent and you're like this is not so far out of the right <laughs> you, you know where i'm i'm hitting myself and it releases things and it's painful but then there's a and and it's almost like the the 
the pain, emotion, the up and down of how that affects your body becomes a drug, essentially. Uh, well, I think we all, I mean, we all have something. something. We all have our own vices. Mm -hmm. We all, right. you know, whatever, but... Um, some people go to the gym. Some people eat. Some people right. <laughs> sugar, uh, soda, soda, yeah. Diet Dr Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and you just have to learn. I mean, just like you know, I know if I want to lose some weight, I'm going to have to drink, quit drinking all the Diet Dr Pepper, <laughs> and I can't eat chips all the time. Mm. But um, you know, and if somebody was like. Okay, Stephanie, yeah. today you get right, one diet Dr. Yeah. <laughs> you get one yeah. diet Dr. Pepper and you get no more. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. okay, we're gonna fight. Yeah. Today yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, Imagine we'll if, if you had a, a, a heart spring team with you all the time. Just saying. And as soon as you reach for chips or, or <laughs> they were there restraining you <laughs> and keep it you then. like, put it down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Oh man. Yeah, no, I you're uh, right. Yeah, you're right. You know, like it's it's I don't know. I, I I just have this theory that all of us are on the spectrum somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely fit in there. Yeah. And well, I think that's why I get along so well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <it's> just, <laughs> yeah. And I, I give autism trainings to people, organizations, and businesses through HeartSpring. And I always, almost everything that I go over, I, I would argue probably everything that I go over that is – um, like a, like something that people on the spectrum do. Ninety nine percent of the time, it's something that everybody does. It's just people on the spectrum may take it further, mm -hmm. or they it may look a lot different. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. No matter what it is, you do the everybody stems. Yeah. It's just people on the spectrum might stem more yeah. loudly or more. Yeah. Like. And now a word from our sponsor. Who is not St. George's Donuts, but if you would like to sponsor us, please reach out to us at usedupins at gmail.com. And now, back to the show. We, we got a, more with it. a lot of feedback from that. We we did a, a video, you did a TikTok or something yeah. about stemming, and you mm -hmm. talked about it. Everybody does it, and then, and then you explained the ways in which people do it. Yeah. And we got so much feedback on that. People like, I never thought about it yeah but you think about um uh, an, an individual like trent where some of those things are just super heightened you know, like we we've talked about his anxiety level before and a, a neurotypical yeah. person might have a, a normal anxiety level of two or three or four and then things might bump that up a little bit trent lives with an anxiety level of eight or nine and so very little things can push him over the edge and he can't you know and then he responds to it yeah. he just responds to it in a way that that somebody who was more socially aware would would know right. this is inappropriate to respond this way yeah uh but then in his response it's his coping mechanism yeah you know and so it's like okay do you tell how do you tell someone you can't cope you're not allowed right to you are yeah. not allowed to cope yeah. today yeah. yeah no coping yeah. for you yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, go uh, to a go to a cigarette smoker <laughs> and go. You can't have cigarettes, which is your coping mechanism, right? And see how far you get, yeah. right? And just you know, it's yeah, it's such a there's such a fine line between deciding what is safe stemming, mm. mm -hmm. yeah, 
and and you know Trent has his own yeah safe stemming, mm-hmm. but when does that become mm-hmm. the dangerous level? And it's there's such a fine line between mm-hmm. yeah you know and and I think sometimes people think oh well um, they're doing that because they're upset, but sometimes even being overly happy yeah mm-hmm. uh, just any over. Yep. Too much of, too any much of any, any emotion, emotion can yeah. lead to this kind of dysregulation that uh-huh. um, makes them, you know, so sad. And yeah. it's sad, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, don't let Trent get too happy, but <laughs> right. don't let him don't, get too sad. Too sad. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, don't, you know, and it's like, how do you, you know, tell, how do you tell somebody mm-hmm. like, it's not okay, you know, you're. Right. I really like that because, because none of us would like somebody coming in and telling us you can't I mean okay in in the PC world of today nobody can tell me how to <laughs> how to bleed my own blood nobody can tell me how to express my emotions I'm allowed to feel my own feelings and unless you're unless, unless you're, you're ASD yeah. and then somebody comes in and says no you can't uh, no. because it's not you socially will, acceptable or whatever you will not yeah yeah yeah. No. Did you did you go to uh, Anger Busters when he would? When oh he yes, would go to Trent that? and I went to Anger Busters <laughs> together. I, that was really good for him, I think. And he still this morning he was agitated. And if and if we, um, if we even now just go, Trent, are you upset about something? you know are you angry about something? He he will just instinctively just. <gasps> <laughs> three, Take three his breaths. three breaths. Yeah. <laughs> I I even just have to look at him. If I can tell he's getting upset, I just look at him and he goes. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, keep it up, buddy. <laughs> keep breathing. Keep breathing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just uh, you know remember so much. Uh, mm. Just those first in the beginning yeah. you know and well, you and said, what he is now and mm-hmm. yeah you said um before we started recording that you remember his first day i do like remember his... about his first day <laughs> trent's first day was um, <laughs> a good one um i remember you guys bringing him in mm-hmm. and um uh deer in the headlights you know mm-hmm. he came in like oh and i remember you guys not wanting to leave mm-hmm. and and it was tough and mm-hmm. it's you know looking at a parent and saying okay time to I, go yeah we've got this yeah. and <laughs> and after what do you say he had been at six schools yeah so saying okay we trust you guys mm-hmm. uh, you know and mm-hmm. and after not being able to trust for so long mm-hmm. but us trying to say like we've got him we we're not you know yeah. i'm not going to promise you every day is going to be perfect <laughs> but right we will do our best to make sure that he's safe so, you know, we get him in and, and, you know, at HeartSpring, we kind of submerged them in whatever it is. So it's like, okay, from day one, we're going to come in, we're going to sit down. And I just remember we used to have the U-shaped tables. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the U-shaped mm-hmm. tables? And so we would sit in the U and the kiddos would sit on the other side and you would have this, you know, okay, this is what we're going to work on. And I, I don't remember what we were working on, but I do remember what That's happened. That's not the important part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the important part was that Trent didn't want to work on that. And uh, he uh, kind of 
said, tried to tell me no. And I was like, no, we're going to work. We're going to do this. And uh, he leapt over the table <laughs> onto me and kind of spider monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, whoa, yeah. buddy. But we bonded that day. <laughs> you know, we bonded that day. I think Trent realized like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not scaring her off. Right. Or anyone else. Because as soon as that this. happened, mm-hmm. not only was I like, okay. Yeah. But everybody, everybody came else, to yeah. the, you know, and it's like, okay. Yeah. We, you are, you're not going to scare us away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to help you. Yeah. And, and that, whether you like it or not, we're going <laughs> to help you. Learn That's something. probably the first time in his life, <laughs> you know, I'm, that, that he was met with that because every other time, um, he, he would, he would do something like that. Everybody else in his life were like, Oh, you know, give him space. Don't make him do whatever it is. Right. We're trying Let's to make not him give do. him that again. But yeah. from, from day one, from moment one at HeartSpring, it was like, this is the expectation. You will do this work, uh, or whatever, what, you know, you're going to participate with everybody and, and you can't, <laughs> you can't, um, escalate your way out of it. You mm-hmm. can have your, you can have your whatever. You can get angry. You can go to the, you can go to the quiet room. It's never quiet. Uh, <laughs> it's, and, I don't think uh, it's called a quiet. It's room. not anymore. <laughs> Seclude. I don't know. They didn't. It's seclu- well, it's seclusion, but but they don't call it that anymore it's, well, either. Well, it was a quiet room, timeout room. We yeah. were timeout <laughs> for a while, yeah. and now we're now yeah. we're seclusion. But you go to that, and then you come back to the room, and you go right back to what you were working on when you. Or it might go with you too. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like, it's, it's just take it down. So, man. Thank you for listening to Used Up Pens. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and a review to be read on the podcast. Remember, our primary goal is to spread autism awareness, so please share this podcast with friends and family. If you're looking for new coloring books, clothing, or other cool items with Trent's art, please visit us at drawingsbytrent.com. You can also use the handle Drawings by Trent to follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, thanks for listening.